are back for another episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickenich, Eric Johnson, Zach Riley, John Galietta, Tyler Dyes joining us at some point throughout the show. We're not sure when. We think. Or, or at all. We think. We think. Uh, we have a, a list of topics to get to. But we got to start because they're back like they never left. In their sixth finals appearance in eight years, they win their fourth championship. The Golden State Warriors are NBA champions after a game six win last night in Boston. Kevin Looney, take a victory lap. I'm sorry for doubting you. That's Kevon Looney's third ring. His third ring. That's actually kind of nuts. Three. Juan Toscano Anderson is the first Mexican-American player to win an NBA championship. Put him in the hall. Put him in the hall. (laughs) We'll see if he gets the sixth man of the year, and then he has a good argument. (laughs) This seemed like a very personal victory to the Golden State Warriors. You saw it in the post game with Clay Thompson calling out Jaron Jackson Jr. for a tweet he made after the Grizzlies beat the Warriors in a regular season game. That was hysterical. You had Steph doing the zero with his eye after back in October after back after he signed his extension, first take did a segment asking how many uh, championships the Warriors would win in Steph Curry's four years. And they all did zeros, except for Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> this was personal. This is personal as shit. I mean, yeah, you can see Steph's emotional reaction as the clock, like, winded down last night. Like, Ken really in tears, you know. After battling injuries the last few years, it's got to feel really good for not just him, but the whole team, you know, proving that they can get back to their glory days, really. I mean, and no matter how you look at it, like, four championships in eight years, they're a dynasty. Yeah, and... Steve Kerr with his ninth championship, I believe, in yeah. his career. He's won 33% of championships over the last 27 years. He's nuts. Nuts. It's crazy. Steph, Steph finally gets his finals MVP. Yep. Well-deserved finals. Dude, he, he, he wasn't great in the first half last night. He lit up in the second half, specifically in the third quarter. Shout he out to, to really come alive. Shout out to Zach, by the way, who put in our group chat. He always does those pull-up shots. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't even see the shot. I just said I just said it because I figured it's something that he always does. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> I think that was his fifth happened. three-pointer. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But, man. Fred to Bob Myers, too. Yeah, he finally got some love last night when Steve Kerr finally, pulled him on yeah. stage. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, another stellar performance in game six, averaging, I think, just over 18 in the series. How about it? Boston's best player of the series was Al Horford. And for Andrew Wiggins, the man faced basically every type of criticism you can face as a number one draft pick in the NBA. He battled it all, traded from Cleveland, traded from Minnesota, lands with Golden State, has his fair share of struggles there is in uh, an all-star game starter this year, just lights up the NBA Finals when it comes to his defensive play and, you know, contributing on the offensive end as well. That that man deserves every little bit of love he's getting right now, and he deserves a lot of it. Also, I want to give a brief mention to the Timberwolves who congratulated the Warriors and did not include Andrew Wiggins in their post. I don't like that. If you're another team, do not compliment the team that – go win your own. Don't compliment the other team. Listen, they got to get a playoff series first. Honestly, win something. So looking back on that trade now with the benefit of hindsight, knowing the Warriors win win a finals, 
are they the clear winners or do you like consider Minnesota now that they made the playoffs finally they have Delo who has been good for them this year well considering they're is moving that a on from, or considering they're moving on potentially from D'Angelo Russell what do you think considering Andrew Wiggins just played a very uh, large part in hanging a friggin banner yeah yeah, yeah I mean I, I think like when you look at not only just them getting Wiggins but them getting Kuminga the pick that became Kuminga back the that's, number seven that's pick. what should scare people the most about the Golden State Warriors is Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, uh, James Wiseman, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, if he's healthy, Moses Moody, wants Scott Anderson, <laughs> Devon Looney. They're sitting and waiting. They're they are next when it comes to part two of the Warriors dynasty when it's not Steph, Clay, and Draymond anymore. Yeah, they are like they're on their way to being a spur, like the Spurs of our generation, pretty much. Like they're just set up for perennial success. They might, they might be not there. be in the finals every year, but they might they, be there already, John. Oh yeah, I mean, when you look at this, like what they've done, they, they had two so, two down years, and now they're back in the finals. So yeah, worst record in the league two years ago. Unbelievable. Um, so Kevin Durant has been a publicly talked about figure since this win. Uh, so there was a tweet that said Kevin Durant's legacy just died. He's now just the guy behind Andrew, Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins, the guy who left the Beatles. Kevin Durant responded to this tweet. Oh boy, what do you say? I've been dead since July 4th, 2016, but congrats to the dubs and my boy CZ, a Fillmore legend, man been waiting his whole life for a parade on Market Street. I'm tired of the narrative, especially now that Steph needed KD and the Warriors needed KD. KD needed Steph. Steph Steph and those Warriors hung a banner before he got there. Yep. The year before he got there, they went 72 and 10. Or 73 and 9. Yeah. Beating the 72 and 10 Bulls. I, I don't understand the narrative. KD needs the Warriors. KD outside of Golden State, it's a finals appearance and that's about it. It's always been something that's confused me, man, ever since KD has been Golden State, because I remember this narrative after, like, 2017, that first finals where people were trying to be like, oh, Durant's the best player in the world. He outplayed LeBron in the playoff series. I'm like, no shit, he outplayed LeBron. LeBron's the best option by far. Like, I mean, like, if, like, if, if you look, if, like, Steph, you double-team Steph, you pass it either Clay or KD. So, couple, I mean. Listen, I other- think KD's a great player. But to say Curry and all them needed KD latched on to get a ring, and he got two. Yep, he latched on MVPs too. Yeah. A couple quotes here from John Morant too. He called Steph Curry one of the top five players of all time, and he is. He's the. Listen, you revolutionized one two this generation, LeBron and Steph. And then a gap. Yeah, and then a gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know also... if I put him five, though. I think that's a little bit high for Steph. Top so. five all time? Yeah, top ten, maybe. Can you name five players in NBA history you would take over Steph Curry? Yeah, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaq. The man that says that thinks Mount Rushmore has LeBron, five. LeBron, Jordan. Oh, listen, listen. Uh, I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him for his, you know, takes on Twitter. I'm taking him for his basketball. <laughs> You're not asking him for, are you smarter than a fifth grader here, John? Exactly. Listen, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in NBA history. I can make the argument that no player, not even any of those ones you named, 
does anything as well as Steph Curry does shooting three-pointers. Give me Steph. Michael Jordan what? Michael Jordan can easily do all of that. Oh, oh yeah? Then, yeah. He then why it was a different era. It was a different era. Dude, game game one against the Port, I guess the Trailblazers, like when he was playing against Clyde Drexler, the shrug game when he hit the six threes in a row. Okay, you take threes. One, I mean, that, that's like a nightly basis for Steph Curry. You're aware of this, right? You're pulling a one off out of Michael Jordan when his in his three point performance. And I, Jordan, for the record, think Michael Jordan's a better player than Steph Curry. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, I don't got much to say here. Okay, argument over. Yeah. Um. And different era. I mean, Larry Bird did shit like this. So did Ray Allen. So don't give me that different era garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, the other quote from John Morant was talking about Clay Thompson calling out Jaron Jackson. Yeah, that was all great. Said, all he tweeted was six words. Got a lot of real estate. <laughs> who who did who tweeted state. that? John Morant. Did well. Did you see Clay Thompson's post game yeah. presser? That yeah, was that was fucking great. Yeah, because Jaron Jackson tweeted strength in numbers after they beat in Golden State in a regular season game. The video of it is so funny. Also, I, I, there's where there is some respect for this Warriors team, there is some slander. Because all I heard last night after the win was, man, this trio of Draymond, Clay, and Draymond played fantastic last night. 12 points, two threes. He, he played a great game. Yeah. This trio of Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Well, yeah, <laughs> trio. But, but, there is a fourth player that was there for all four championships. Damn right. Iggy. The blatant disrespect toward Andre Iguodala was crazy last night. They were taking pictures. Those three with their fingers up. Like, bro, get Iguodala in there. He played one minute last night at the end of the game. But this man was a finals MVP in 2015, correct? Is that the he's year? Tied, he's yeah. tied for the most finals MVPs on that team. Yeah. Andre Iguodala was a defensive powerhouse in his day. Granted, this year he was, he was there when Draymond fouled out. He was the guy they usually put in. In those situations, Iguodala yeah. was also a very, very important role, played a very important role in the mentoring of young players like Andrew Wiggins, like Jordan Poole, Kaminga, all of them. He's vocal on the bench. He should be an assistant coach for Golden State past this season, no doubt about it. I, I actually expect him to do that. I mean, this season he didn't barely play. They only put him in as like a victory cigar when they were like up 20-something points on teams. Yeah, I, I'm i trying – I'm going to pull up his uh, game log right now. Listen, I yeah. saw Andre Iguodala and Nick Stauskas at, both out there. The Sixers fan of me was very happy. Sharing the court at the same time? Yes. There you go. Andre Andre Iguodala, the GOAT. Averaged four points a game this season. Good for him. Basically, basically like a little better Udonis Haslam. How many minutes per game? Uh – Give me a second. I wonder if it's like over three. You wonder if it's over three minutes per game. Yeah. Probably less. I want to bet. There's no way that's right. He averaged mm, 21, 22. It says he averaged 19.5 in 31 games. games. In 31 games. 
That's from ESPN. <laughs> maybe an in, maybe because of injuries. I mean, Draymond did miss a lot of time this year. He did, and that was the guy they filled in with. Yeah, probably him and Kuminga splitting the minutes. Where are his playoff stats? Postseason, 21-22. He averaged 8.7 minutes per game. So he's having eight minutes a game, played seven games, averaging 1.6 points per game. <laughs> Put some respect on that man. That man's 38 years old. Give him his due. Second final in three years for him, no less. Went with Miami. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> if you're counting that Miami year, he made it to the finals like six straight times. Except last true? year. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> the new Pat McCall. <laughs> yeah, I put some respect on Andre Godala's name. But the Warriors do open next season as the early favorites to repeat as champion. I believe tied with Boston and I think Nets the Nets there. at plus 600. That's where Nets, that currently sits. The Nets shouldn't be there. No, they really they overvalue the Nets every year. Four-way tie currently at the top of the championship leaderboard on DraftKings at plus 600. Who's the fourth? LA Clippers plus 600. Healthy Kawhi? Healthy Kawhi? No. Regular season MVP betting odds, plus 550 each for Luka and Joel. This might be the year he finally takes that step forward and wins that MVP. That that big step. That hardware step. Oh, for Luka? Yeah. Yeah. For him, it all just depends on if he... You know, gets in, uh, starts the season in good shape. They, like got, didn't... they got odds for Clint Capella at 300,000 to one or plus 300,000. <laughs> I love that value. You know what would have to happen for Clint Capella to win the MVP next season? A plane crash or two? A, 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 a global <laughs> pandemic. Another one. And even COVID then, COVID two. Even then, Clint Capella odds aren't are winning the MVP. There's odds on what here. What team is he on? Is he on the Hawks? Hawks, yeah. The Hawks would need to go 82 and 0. He would have to be playing 48 a night. There's odds on here for John Wall, Ben Simmons. He would need a Westbrook. Wilt Chamberlain esque stat line. Clint Capella to win an MVP. Westbrook has better odds to win MVP than Chris Middleton. That makes sense. They're not going to give it to a guy playing second banana. And he has better odds than Ben Simmons. That makes sense. They're not going to give it to Ben Simmons. <laughs> I wouldn't give it to Benson was gonna have a good year. I wouldn't give it to him. Hey, John Porzingis is on here. Oh, oh boy, for the Wizards. Yes, yeah, I'm sure he's gonna really turn that organization. My boy around. from the Wizards. Yes. Uh, real quick here before we get to that Mavs trade, I would just want to shout out to Knicks fans. Wait on us. In all their delusion. Well, when prior to game five, I saw a Twitter post saying that Emmanuel quickly was better than Jordan Poole, which is which is a hell of a thing to say also when Emmanuel not, quickly hasn't played in two months. It's also not true. And Jordan Poole is playing heavy minutes for the Golden State Warriors. And I saw people agreeing with this. Oh, yeah. And then the one shroud of evidence they posted was, well, Emmanuel quickly did this in his 14th game, and it's him crossing up somebody and shooting a three. I, I don't what? care. Emmanuel Cookley's birthday is today. 
Emmanuel quickly. Oh, it is. Oh, happy birthday! You're not as good. Twenty three. You're not as good as Jordan Poole. Wait, did people forget what that man did to Denver in the playoffs this year? It it seems like Emmanuel quickly when he plays, he plays just a, like a little too fast. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I remember like when I saw him play in the what the one playoff series we had in like twenty years last year. And we were just it like everyone, like in the guards. You, no, I know, I know, exaggerating, I know. bitch. But listen, the whole garden man, like, quickly was like probably the worst, like culprit. But everyone was just like running too fast. They were okay, just losing just, their handles, tripping all over themselves. Okay, I they just, were like slow, slow. I just put Emmanuel Quickly's name in a Twitter, and I'm seeing a graphic of him in between Steph and Dean. Oh. Why? Why? Oh, Nick fans. I love Nick's Twitter. It's so what funny. What is this? It's a wasteland. What is this? Three. That's a big three. What are you talking about? Clearly the best three point. Uh, Dame. Best three That's point ma- guards in, in uh, basketball right now. That's Magic's not Rushmore in the four cards in the league. And he puts <laughs> he puts himself up there too. Magic, Steph, quickly, RJ, and Maxi. Right. He puts five. He doesn't understand. And sorry, Westbrook. Right. All right. So the Mavericks made a trade. Um, the biggest move of the offseason so far. Which probably. isn't saying much. Nope, not saying much at all. The amount of former Sixers that got moved in this trade is startling. What is the trade exactly? So the trade is Christian Wood going to Dallas. For Marquise Chris, John, you know this name, Trey Burke. Oh, I know, I know Trey Burke. Of course I know Trey Burke. Boban Marjanovic. Oh! Uh, R.I.P. Oh! And pick 26. Boban! Garbage. And pick 26. Yeah. It traded my boy Boban. Boban is... Current owner of the funniest commercial in basketball history. Him and Trey Young. They traded Luca's friend, Boban. Uh, I mean... You know, when we look back on Luca's career and he hasn't won a championship... You can mark this exact event as to why he never did. You can mark it on Wednesday, June 15th. Yeah. Traded Boban. Doomed from there on out. You see, the thing I don't understand about this trade from the Rockets' point of view is why. (laughs) Yes. Is why. Everything. (laughs) And a good player. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, at a certain point, these rebuilding teams, I don't get it with OKC, too. They're probably the biggest culprit. At a certain point, when you're rebuilding, you have to keep the good players instead of trading them for more picks. Well, I mean, look at look Maybe at uh, look at look at Oklahoma City. I mean, they're not they're not trading shy. They're not trading Josh Giddy. Whoever they pick in at two, they're not trading them. Yeah. But did you hear about the the trade that they're like entertaining with Portland 12, 12 and Lou Dort for number seven? I like Lou Dort. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't want. I don't want like this. He's, he's not. He's not shy. He's also not. Uh, They're also game. listening to offers on shy. They are. Yeah. What are they doing? They're gonna build <laughs> a team no around sense. Josh Giddy. Listen, I'm a part of the Giddy gang. <laughs> that's, but that's, I'm not building a team around Josh Giddy. I'm gonna make my second Marlow reference here to uh, to Oklahoma City. Sam Presti snaps his fingers. I am inevitable. Draft picks just come pouring in. I'll be there next week. At the draft? Yeah. yeah. 
You're, you mean you're going to be there to see some guy get drafted in the Portland Trailblazers hat and then not even be on that team? Listen, <laughs> I, saw, get the- I saw the Atlanta Hawks draft Luka. <laughs> John, where are the Knicks picking? Uh, like 10 or 11. I don't know. That, you know, the, 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 the rumors that they could be trading up to four? With the Kings? I, I would give Randall for the, and like picks for like Please the Kings. Take of Randall. Of course, Randall. Please take Julius Randall. That should be enough of a bargaining chip with my first overall pick. <laughs> For your fourth overall pick. Listen, you know, a if any team that historically doesn't it not do well for is that the one that doesn't do well? You're thinking of two. A two? So I yeah. think I'm thinking of four. Four is not exactly great, but it's not like the worst spot, man. That's where KP Nixon, was drafted. Yeah. That's where KP, quote, your boy on the Wizards went. A boy. <laughs> All right, what's next on the list? Let's keep it going. So we're going over to MLB. Uh, it was announced about an hour ago that Anthony Rendon of the Angels is out for the year. And Tony is distraught by this news. I mean, this is typical Angels. You get one of these every year. You usually get multiple every year. Like, something about wearing that uniform brings the injury bug to the team. I mean, it's amazing Shohei Otani was able to stay healthy all last season. That's why Nothing on him or his conditioning or his physical ability. It's just... The Angels. I, I don't get it. Mike Trout has faced it basically his whole career. I also have him on my fantasy team. So, like, what the hell? That's why you're distraught. He was day-to-day. Boy. He's day-to-day on the app. I looked at the app before we started the podcast. said day-to-day. And now he's out for the year because he had what? Had that red little oh. Wrist surgery, was that it? I believe so. I think the Not even worth stashing in my aisle. Just instant drop. That, that's a tough one. Hate to see it. Uh, Anthony Rendon will undergo season-ending surgery to, to repair his right wrist early next week. Additional information will be provided as appropriate. What did he do to his wrist? Like, what did he do? I don't, I don't Was know. Was he sliding? Did he, he get hit? hit? I didn't see the injury. I'm not too sure. Is it, he's been, like, battling injury for, like, the past three weeks. Anthony he gets Rendon. hurt every year. He's hurt every year. Anthony Rendon has four years and $154 million left on his contract. Talk about cashing in. He was on that Nats team, wasn't he? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and he that was. Cashed and, in. And that I also put in the notes. I said the Nationals had to choose between him and Steven Strasburg. And there was no right answer. It's, there's a, you're a lose-lose three years later. I still think Strasburg could come back and still pitch. Mm, I don't know. How many times are you going to go to the IL, come back for a game, and then – you know, get hurt again. You got to hang it up at some I, listen, point. Listen, I hear Red Sox fans having the same faith in 30-something-year-old Chris Sale, who literally does this every, every year. Yeah, I guess. Since he was winning World Series for the Red Sox. Basically, since he came in against the Dodgers in that world. He's basically been doing this since then. Yeah. How old Strasburg? I bought his He's jersey his rookie year. Hey, look. He wore it to City Field. I still have it. Strasburg's 33. He's 33. Yep. Yeah, I bought his jersey in like seventh grade. The fact that it still fits me is probably wild. Yeah, you could talk it up as a miracle. <laughs> What's next? Uh, the next thing I put down, uh, the Cubs losing streak is over and the Braves winning streak is over in the same game. That's Good. only that's only because I bet on the Braves. One nothing Cubs. 
one nothing. Heck yeah, I had, I had the Braves minus a run and a half. And they actually do well on the defensive side, the pitching side, but they cannot score a run for the life of them. Yeah. Who pitched for the Braves? No idea. Eric, working on it. Boring game to watch. Yeah, I mean, I watched. I watched. I think the seventh and eighth, and I'm like, I can't do this. Was it still? Who? When did they score the one run? Two hits all day for the Braves. I, I think. Jeez. I think bottom eight. Bottom eight is when the Cubs scored it. Uh, Charlie wow. Morton. Charlie Morton. Seven innings pitched, three hits, nine strikeouts. Good fucking outing. Good you matter. call that a massive win in the Cubs side, uh, keeping the Braves to one run. No, they the kept eighth. the Braves to no runs. Well, no runs. Sorry, right. yeah, two hits. It's a ma- dude keeping them to like win. keeping. If you're the Cubs, give me a team that like six runs recently is a massive win. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> dropped like thirty runs on them in three games. <laughs> he did. That was bad. And then I like, think they lost to the Padres the next night. Like I think nine five or some shit. That's where that guy served up that like forty mile an hour lob. Yeah, and Kyle took it to deep left. The slowest pitch ever to get hit into the stands. Slowest pitch recorded in MLB history. I think is what it was. Yeah, I know it was also the slowest pitch ever to get hit at for a home run. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. Which is crazy. Is the Tigers next? Yeah, the Tigers are next. Tigers are just, I mean. No, they go out, they get Baez. <laughs> thank God. And you're thinking, oh, man. <laughs> They've got it. And it well, hasn't been their bats that have been bad. It's been no, the pitching. It is. It is. is it it's bats? a little bit the bats too. No, like, it's everything. It's just the Tigers. It's Baez being Baez. That's really what it is. He comes in here and there, but and and gets a clutch hit. But then no, Don't you know, they have another I, like, big name as well. Uh, on their it went in on Correa. Yeah, I guess. Is he bigger than no? I don't. I guess. Yeah, he's pretty good, but like. Other than that, like that, there's other than five two. people in the they got Tigers. Miguel Cabrera, but I'm not counting. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not counting. <laughs> there's, there's five people in the Tigers starting a lineup that are hanging below the Mendoza line. <laughs> That's, That's terrible. So that is Miggy's, crazy bad. Miggy's hitting is two. Baez, one of them. Yes, Baez hit 190. Good fuck, Baez. This guy Bo Brisky is one and five with a 3790 RA. This guy, Alex Fado, is 1 and 3 with a 4.28 ERA. Drew, Drew Hutchinson's 0 and 4 with a 4.58 uh, ERA. Oh, playing? Wow. Uh, Ronnie Garcia, 0 and 2 with a 5 ERA. <laughs> they're so bad. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. bad. I can't see Detroit sports ever getting better. It's just this all the time. And you, had all, and you had all these Detroit fans coming into this year with a lot of hope. I was one of them. I, I, I know. Thought, I, I thought, thought Detroit they were, was on paper. They are a pretty good team. It's I just, hammered them on opening day. They won. I was like, oh boy, this is it. <laughs> this is Zach, you, this is it. Zach, you remember Jonathan Scope, right? Yeah, hitting one ninety one. Oh wow, fall bad fall from grace, I guess. Torkelson, the number one pick from a few years ago, one eighty one. I mean. Torkelson. You can't win games when you're hitting under 200. It's just not going to happen. You can't win games when you when your pitchers have five for that too. race. That too. The Tigers are 24 and 39. Somehow that's not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, I thought they'd be worse. I thought they'd, they'd be, be like sub 20. All right, let's go. Uh... Well, the Brewers released their City Connect too. I love bad. those. 
I think they're garbage. I don't know why you think that. I think this is either a love or hate type thing because I'm seeing very mixed reactions on Twitter. And there's no middle ground, it seems like. I like the color. That's about it. I the hat to Zach, is stupid. I talked to Zach this morning about it. I stared at it for five minutes. I was like, I don't know if I hate it or love it before finally signed that I love it. The more, I, the more you look at it, the nicer I think yeah. it gets. The hat is ridiculous. This is MKE. Yeah, that's a little weird, but well, there's a, the there's jersey a, itself I love. There's a 414 in the MKE. That's cool. Stop. Area code. Stop. Just put 414 on the hat. Let's yeah, that probably would have been a better idea, but. Stop. Also, we don't talk about how the Dodgers just changed their City Connect hats. Did they? Yeah, okay. Oh, no, that's a new thing. That's a whole new thing. With yeah. the holes in the jersey? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not talking about whatever the hell that is. I don't even want to get into that. Are they asking $200 <laughs> for the hat? The Dodgers had the all-blue jersey that said Los Dodgers. Yeah. And the hat, the all-blue hat that said Los Dodgers. Okay. Now they got a black brim, and I believe it's just a regular Dodgers hat now. Oh, God. With a black brim. There's no other black on the jersey. Yeah, there's no it's point in that. just a black that. brim on the hat. Also, yeah, what Eric brought up, that the meteor thing with the holes in the jersey and that that is perhaps the dumbest thing. Why would they seen. have that? I figured Combined that would be that would be price. like an Astros uh design right there. Isn't every team doing it? Oh, are they? Yeah, I don't know. But as I said before, the hat costs two hundred dollars. What? You telling me this hat that it looks like somebody took a friggin' bite out of <laughs> costs two hundred dollars. <laughs> Yep. I'd rather waste money on Mets tickets. I have no comment. Okay. There we go. Um, how much do you guys think the jersey is? 175. You think the jersey why, is why would it be less than the hat? Than the hat? <laughs> I don't know. Three, 300, 320. 320? 450. Just once. Four fifty. One thousand thirty dollars. What? Jesus Christ. Why? Who thinks? Who's gonna buy these? The hoodie is six hundred. That's insane. T-shirt. This, T-shirt it's the MLB yeah. off-white collaboration. Oh no, it's the collaboration with Off-White and New Era. Are you on the June Lee tweet as well, Tony? Yeah, featuring Off-White's meteor holes. What is it like an artist? I no, don't know. It's a Nike thing. Oh. Is it? T shirts cost 350. Oh, it's New Era. Never mind. It's New Era. Uh, the T shirts cost $355. It's also a luxury company named Off White. Okay, luxury that's probably why. Where their thing, oh, their website is shot. It does not, okay, it, it works now. Fuck. <laughs> their thing is Meteor Holes. In clothing. That's a not good idea. You know, if I ever see anybody wearing these, I might smack them. <laughs> Just on principle. Or rob them because they... Tony, uh, you don't need to smack them or do anything like that. They've already wasted... I got questions at the minimum. Yeah. I got yeah. questions. Questions, fair. questions well, are fair. $100 for a jersey with holes. You want a jersey with holes in it? You bring me your jersey, I'll put holes in it. I'll do it for free. It's just because of the brand name. That's all it is. Yeah, a brand name... I don't think any normal baseball fan. No, I've never whatsoever. heard of Off White. Me neither. What is Off White? <laughs> it's Off White. Nice analysis, Zach. <laughs> uh, while we're while we're on the uniform, mind bending stuff there from Zach. Yeah. 
while we're on the uniform topic, nice going, Utah. Dude, they should just wear their purple every game. Yeah, but they can't. Says, says who? Just Yeah, really, says who? It's just, if you it. walk out there, you walk out there. Just take the league fine so you don't look like a goddamn highlighter. Uh, the league has forced play teams to change, though, before. That happened this year with the Grizzlies and the Dunley. They both were wearing their home whites. Okay, and they were like, and that's why they forced them to change. No, I know, <laughs> yeah, we're the like, same color. They're going to make them the same. They're going to force them to change if that was the case. They'd be like, listen, you wore purple yesterday. You wore purple the last yeah, five weeks. Here. If you just call the team ahead of, ahead of time and say, hey, listen, we're wearing these jerseys, change your jerseys. Don't bring your purples. Yeah. Like, like really, what teams is this going to affect? The mm-hmm. Lakers, when they're in Utah, and I guess when Utah's in L.A., if we're having them wear it all the time. Uh, Lakers, the Timberwolves have a purple one, their Prince jersey. They used to. I don't know if they still do. Okay. Well, it's really just the Lakers. When it comes to teams that matter. <laughs> I mean, really... like it. So then I just mean, don't wear them for the Lakers. Does, uh, does Charlotte still have their purple? Or throwback purple? I thought they switched that out for their honeycomb. Did one. They? Oh yeah, because that's a real that's a real winner. I like that one. You don't like that one? Well, and green bu- with the are you talking about the Buzz City one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I can't say any of us watch the Hornets enough to know. I know. <laughs> um, am I Big talking Horn- about the Buzz City one? Big Hornets guys. A very on good question. I am not. Talking about the one that says Charlotte and looks like that. Oh, I, that, okay. Those I like, yeah. The one that that's like a gradient or two-tone, whatever the yeah, fuck that's yeah, called. Yeah, the two-tone. Yeah. All right. So, all right. What's what's next on this list? Is it Aaron Judge? Can I it talk is about Aaron, Aaron Judge? Judge? Aaron Judge is a mammoth. He's tall. He's well, it's a contract here, so. He's batting 310 and is on pace for 66 home runs. And he's tall. Which would break the Yankees' single season record, which is currently 61. Broken by Roger Maris back in 61. 61. Easier I say he doesn't. I, I say he doesn't. I think he'll get injured. I, that's why I was going to say he's injury prone. <laughs> he didn't get injured last year or the okay. year before that. Doesn't mean it won't happen. He, didn't get, he hasn't been injured the last two years. What, what, why, why do we think it? He's huh? due. Does he He's do. think of a logical He's reason? He's due. <laughs> He's due. That was a good one. He's been going too well for him. <laughs> it's not like we're dealing with a Jacob DeGrom here on the IL every two months. It's only the last two years. It's... Oh, oh, ah. Uh, so I actually have a reason in recency where you do not have a leg to stand on. <laughs> other than he's due. Yeah, he's due. Okay. You know, <laughs> he's going to go diving for a ball out in right field, and he's just going to break his leg. By that logic, a lot of players are due. Yeah. Like <laughs> a lot. Like, I don't know, three quarters of the league are probably yeah. due. Unless you're the Angels, huh? you're due. I say someone <laughs> of the Angels, right? Yeah. I said he no, but if he could, he could do it. If he does stay healthy, he can easily do he it. He said he's not participating in the home run derby. The only way he'll participate in another one is if it's at Yankee Stadium. Do you see what I tweeted? <laughs> yeah, to because that? he would hit, like if he did the <laughs> he, home run derby in Yankee Stadium, he would beat uh, what's his name, uh, who did it in uh, what was it, Hamilton had yeah. like that yeah. crazy run. 
he would just hit all of them to right field and hit 55 home runs. Reminder, first reminder that Josh Hamilton did not win that home run derby. He did not, yeah. Still a great home run derby, though. Could One you imagine greatest. Aaron Judge just pimping shots to right field, opposite field, just – one after another, after That'd another, after another. <laughs> I still remember in the home run derby in Miami when they said, Na- somebody from NASA designed this roof. That <laughs> balls cannot hit this roof. And Aaron Judge, the Does second it. pitch of batting practice, hit that roof. I mean, obviously they didn't count into effect Aaron Judge. Clearly. They didn't know when they were making the building. <laughs> yeah, no. What's next? Can you imagine Aaron Judge in Miami? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's decide that roof. Um, <laughs> Who's Aaron Judge? <laughs> moving to the NFL, mm. there is talks about a potential season-long suspension for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I mean, the Browns did see this coming. This is the they, most Cleveland thing ever. Well, they saw it coming because they gave him more money in the second here's, year than they did the first year. The my, first year is not as big of a contract. Yeah, None of that matters. Thing. It's all guaranteed anyway. Not here's all my, of it. No, yeah. the entire contract is guaranteed. Is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It's like or a good portion of it. Well, if then, they were to cut him for some reason, they have it out. They have to pay it. They have an out. Apparently, if he, has, if he reaches a certain amount of accusations or something, he has an out, which is absurd. Abs- yeah, absurd Crazy. is the word. But, you know, shouldn't be on any team at the moment. (laughs) If they were to cut him, it would bring on a dead cap penalty this season of one hundred and ninety four million dollars. Jesus, which means you would have what's what's the salary cap at two twenty two eighteen around there. Okay, you'd have twenty million dollars to put a roster out there, which means you would realistically if you went all vet men's, you would probably have like a, a 40 man roster. Best case scenario. And I'm talking, you would probably, you would definitely need players at some point playing both sides of the ball. Yeah. Like, I, there, there's just no other way to beat it. Cleveland's got to go for another quarterback. It's so Cleveland. They have Baker Mayfield. No, he's not get, playing a single game. And if I were him, I would sit out. You get, well, there's talk heating up that he could go to Carolina. If for Darnold. You Baker get May- your supposed starting yeah. quarterback when you draft Baker Mayfield. Just to go out and get one in a slew of legal trouble, <laughs> sign him to the team, and have that piss off the guy who, who drafted, drafted originally to be the guy. Who brought them to the playoffs. I and now add. your brand smacking new quarterback might not be able to play this season. And Which the guy Zach, you drafted will not play this season for that team. Which Zach, by the way, getting them to the playoffs is like their Super Bowl. Yeah. That's unheard of for the Browns. If, the fact if, that if you asked the quarterback books. that actually ended up working out and bringing him to the playoffs, if they would just work around him, they could. He could. I guarantee you he could win a world or that World Series. World Super Series. Bowl. <laughs> he could win a Super Bowl if He's they bring in the Guardians to the World around. Series. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Listen, it wasn't just Browns fans who were fooled by that, thinking, "Oh, boy, we made the playoffs next Super Bowl." That odds makers were fooled by that as well. They were like third best odds in the AFC that year. To win the Super Bowl. And Cincinnati got there before them. All right, what's next? Um, we talked about the contract clause. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick got a nice little payday. Yeah, I don't pay safeties. Draft better. Um, Minka McKinney. Fitzpatrick is now the highest paid safety in football. Correct? 
Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, he is the best safety in football. He is. For the money? Contract considered? What was the full contract? Store. It was four years, I believe, $83 million. Oh. Zach froze. That's how bad. That's how much he didn't like that contract. He froze. Just for him to like, <laughs> have a shitty year this year. Because he just gets a, Everybody gets a big contract okay. the first year. Four, like, yeah. four years, $73 million, 36 guaranteed. Jesus. For a safety. 18.4 yeah. per year. That's for a, a safety. Reminder, Jamal Adams got 17.6. For Tyler a scat back. For a linebacker. <laughs> that's, that's all Jamal Adams is. Same with Landon Collins. Jamal Adams, I've always said it, is just a little bit better Jabril Peppers. That's all he is. I'm very upset Jabril Peppers is gone. Just going to say that out loud right now. Why? I love Jabril. The Michigan man? Well, no. You know where well, he is, right? <laughs> I know. He's on the Patriots. He's a he's a hometown guy, man. He's from our area. Yeah, I know. I remember watching him carve up Indian Hills High School. Yeah, I just I just just remember Harrison Smith taking those hometown discounts. Okay, yeah, really. he should have stayed. No, the Giants <laughs> no. had no money. They didn't have enough money to give him a discount. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you said that. No, what's what's next? Don't pay safeties. What's next? <laughs> Uh, the FIFA has picked their host cities for the World Cup, and New oh, York so and Philadelphia are among them. So it's three cities in Mexico, two cities in Canada, and then 11 in the United States? Correct. Okay. I think it's a I, little crazy that they didn't put something in D.C. I retract my statement. I, w- I was about to say, I said it yesterday, that D.C. should have had something. There is no stadium in D.C. to play. Well, we got a... Nope. Do not play at FedEx Field. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd the rather them get RFK Stadium up to snuff and play it there. See, yeah. I like I like their new soccer stadium, but I know it's not big enough. Not, big, not even close. I, where are they going to play in Toronto? Rogers Center. And where they said where in Toronto? Uh, BMO. So that's probably the smallest venue they had. Yeah, it's probably going to be the lower groups. They also have a giant sky dome that they easily could play at. Yeah. So how many World Cup games are we going to? Two? Uh, More listen, than that. If you're, if you're dragging me out to MetLife Stadium for like Ecuador, Ghana, I don't know if I'm going. <laughs> Why I'm not? Per- uh, maybe. They can't be that expensive. Well, let me tell you. I, I think the semifinal is at least at MetLife Stadium. The third place game is probably at MetLife Stadium. The first place game is probably at SoFi. Yeah, LA. probably. That'd be all. Oh, I can't wait to see I'll say this, soccer though, there. I'm. I'm also within driving distance. We're also within driving distance to Philly. Yeah, we could always do the Philly. Uh, if the USA, if the USA plays at one of the two venues, and I have a feeling they're going to put them in New York. Yeah, they're going to put them easy there. for one of the games. I'm going. Oh, 100. percent I don't care how much we got to pay. I haven't seen an international game. I, yeah, me neither. I've seen a Red Bulls Honestly, and a Sounders game. Yeah. That is all. Just because it's a historic American city, they might put them in Boston. No, they would do the market. They'd play market over history. I hope. I'm praying. To, to the soccer the soccer gods at the finals at Arrowhead. It's not going to be. That would be insane. Or Seattle. I would lo- no, I'd love SoFi. The I really finals are – yeah, I saw people online, oh, the finals should be in Seattle. No, the finals shouldn't be in Seattle. <laughs> Get over yourself. L.A. or New York. It should that be in Los Angeles. Somebody's like, well, what about the Heat? The Heat? I, they played it in Brazil. It's not as hell there. It's, it's, an, it's also an indoor stadium. Yeah, really. It's an open-air stadium. Well, still. Oh. 
Yeah. They could have weather delays, as we've seen in the past. Jerry World. I think they'll put USA. They'll have at least three group games. USA will play one in New York, one in Dallas, one in L.A. I also know that in three years when they're going to announce these games and if they put the USA at Jerry World, there's going to be a rant that you cannot believe. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, USA-England at MetLife Stadium is going to hit different. It really will. I guarantee you that's going to be it. That one, actually, wait, no, that one might be Boston. Yeah. Because of the historical implication. Going to take two L's in Boston? I didn't realize that this year's World Cup is in November. Yeah, because they're playing in it Qatar. in Qatar. They can't, you can't play in the summer. Yeah, it's... You can't. <laughs> it's too hot. Well, indoor stadiums, what the hell? Give them some indoor stadiums. This also, I think, poses questions about surface in a lot of these stadiums because for FIFA, grass is expected. And a lot of these stadiums they named, they don't have grass. Like MetLife, you know, it's turf? field turf. Uh, same with um, Zach, like I, Jerry Zach, World. I just want to point out, you said that the World Cup should be in Qatar right now. Yep. Tuesdays, it has a high of 113. You want to put 113 <laughs> degrees, Zach? I mean, listen, they could do it. They're professionals. You get... <laughs> That's a hell of an answer. Give him a lot of water. You'll be fine. That's a hell of an answer. <laughs> Zach, well, I, I remember games in Brazil. There was concern over heat there. There was. And they were taking water breaks. There's yep, a designated water that. break, I think, around the 23. Oh, my God. Break. Look who's here. Oh, Trisha showed up. Oh, wow. Hey. So they, they would have designated water breaks because they didn't want players. You would need one in Qatar in the summer. You need one every 10 minutes. They're going to die. I would say less than 10 minutes. You would every four to five minutes. You would well, need Zach, a water break. at that rate, you're going to have added time. You're going to like 20 minutes added time in the end of each half. It's going to be taking forever. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Zach, for the next 10 days there, the lowest temperature is going to be 102. Oh, my gosh. Is this even the hottest it gets in Qatar? Probably not. It's June. Because they were supposed to play this in July. Yeah, this is in Look June. at the weather for July from last year for Qatar. Doha, Qatar, weather by month. July is average high is 108. Jesus. That's the average high. What's the average high for June? 107. Okay. You want them playing one o'clock games in this brutal heat in Qatar? You're a nutcase. Nobody said they had to do one o'clock games. So... <laughs> We just make the time schedule fucked. <laughs> cool. You're playing at three in the morning. Yes. Nocturnal World Cup. What time is, uh, what's the temperature supposed to be at like three in the morning tonight in Qatar? Like, is that feasible? Probably not freezing cold. No. Freezing. I don't know about freezing cold. Not, not like free, probably. But you 40s. know what I mean? It's going to be colder. Yeah. 40s, 30s, somewhere in there. 50s, maybe. Than 108. And, at night, at night, it's going to be about 87. Oh, wow. What? They don't even get cold at night. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that, no. that, that is doable. That is doable, but at 3 in the morning? So, according, according to the Weather Channel, on Saturday, June 25th, at night, it's going to be 93 degrees. Wow. This is what you want. This is the hell you want in the summer. Yeah. for the World Cup. I want them to suffer, and they will become better athletes at the end of it. Just to compare, 
<laughs> I want to suffer is a hell of a thing to say. What is the weather <laughs> supposed to be like in November? In November? Or at least what was it last year? Yeah. Do, do you want me to just do weather by month? Yeah. yeah. Give me the averages for November because that's when the World Cup is. High November of 85. Time. That is okay. way more doable. Yeah. That well, is a – that is a uh, – an early morning guitar in the summer. Yeah, that's fine. You I'm might still need fine. to be worried about water and water breaks, but they're still going to have to be worried about water breaks. Watch, yeah. they're going to have like the hottest winter on record. That'd be insane. Hotter than the summer. Oh, <laughs> that'd you be crazy. It also gets darker earlier. I think that was a real Big attraction. Thing. Yeah. It also it's doesn't rain a lot there. So is there any is there any cities for twenty six that we feel like they really whiffed on? Vegas. They should have done Vegas. Uh, I don't think FIFA would have allowed that. Because I think you would have had some incidents with players, players yeah. Oh, countries. 100%. Well, say this, getting them doing, out of casinos. Like, hey, we gotta go play. Well, they're doing Miami and there's a lot of partying and nightlife in Miami. There's yeah, no but, casinos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not a massive city of casinos. <laughs> Not a, it's not a city placed in the middle of the friggin' desert for the sole purpose of gambling. <laughs> Greatest city on earth. Facts. Yes, America's playground. <laughs> I don't think Philly deserved one. Yeah, I didn't think so either. You got one in New York. What do you, you think Philly for? I think it sh- I still think it should have been DC. Again, the stadium. But Eric said they're playing at BMO in Toronto, so you could have put them at DC Stadium. Whatever that's called. Audi. Audi Field's newer, Audi, too. Audi Field, apparently. It's also gorgeous. Like, it's we're hosting. We should have it in our capital. At least a couple of games. I think Qatar, um, they're having them all in cities they built. I think instead of Houston, like they, they were built done New for Orleans. this. Oh. Instead of Houston, they should have done New Orleans. I've seen images from uh, New Orleans, them playing soccer. It's awkward. It seems a little on the small side, too, because I know with soccer, there's no regulation on how big the fields have to be or anything like that. There's just minimums and maximums. And again, if we're saying that surface is an issue and grass needs to be had, they're, they're, that, that doesn't fly at the Superdome. They ain't doing that. Yeah, it's turf for nothing there. Yeah. It's also a weird place. Yeah, You think about the Superdome, it's a really weird place. What's next? Uh, switching over because I kind of want to talk about this. Tony kind of want to talk about this. So there has been some controversy in the latest world between sports and entertainment. This is just wild. WWE. This is, this is just crazy. Uh, Vince McMahon has taken a temporary leave of absence. And we'll, he will be on SmackDown tonight to address. Okay, you can't say he's taking a temporary. He will be taking one after his appearance tonight on SmackDown. On Fox, which has now become appointment TV. Right? Yeah. If I was around, I'd watch it, but I'm not around. I'm not going to watch it. Also, Yankees are on. So, if, no, so you, I, he I lied. Wouldn't be, I lied wouldn't be watching it. <laughs> so, so if, they, if Vince McMahon goes to the limo and the limo explodes. Again. again. Peak TV. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been beat television. <laughs> yes, let's have the owner of our company get into a limo and we kill him off 
And then we just resurrect them from the dead a couple of months later. And, you know, everything again, it was like a week later. The first time was it that long? Yeah, because I remember watching that live. It just being like, yeah, what? It was also scripted as Vince McMahon Appreciation Night. Oh, nice. And they killed him. But he's suspended for (laughs) what exactly? Or Uh, there was an article from the Wall Street Journal that came out. Uh, The quote is WWE's board is investigating a secret $3 million settlement that longtime CEO Vince McMahon reached with a former employee with whom he allegedly had an affair with, according to documents and people familiar. I feel like this has happened stuff like this before, and it doesn't usually get to a leave of absence. It definitely doesn't get to an appearance on SmackDown. I'll tell you again. I, I I still think it's just you a think, ploy to get people to start talking about it. it again. Easily might be. I saw Vince McMahon's what daughter tweet out today. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie. She's the chairwoman now. Yeah, over. and she was going to take her own leave of absence starting last yeah. month. Why? Why? Because she, she wants to focus on her family. I think she wants out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after so long in that business, like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, this seems like just hysterical. Like the whole thing, WWE is a concept. Apparently he's going to appear in character, by the way. In what character, though? Mr. McMahon. In the McMahon. Oh, okay. He's I Mr. thought that's McMahon. just how he was. No. The best well, part was, was Tony putting his head down when I said in character. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought that's just how he was. Oh, that's no. Kind of, that's definitely just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> They call it character to make it look better. That's yeah. definitely just how he is. Have you, have you seen some of the storylines they've done? Yeah, it's been well, a while. He let Trump shave more. his head years ago. Yeah, that right? was awesome. Yeah. I have the DVD <laughs> of that. WWE you have the DVD of, of that? Of, yes, I do. Why have we not watched that? <laughs> I don't know. We totally WrestleMania should, tw- you have WrestleMania 23 on DVD? Yes, I do. I got 23, 24, and 28. 24 is goaded. I love 24. 24 I was at. I'm pretty sure that's the one I was at. Is that why you own it? Yeah, that's why I own it. Were you at 28 yourself in the DVD? No, I tried. I, I I was in the part of the area in the stadium where there were just no cameras. I was like far south of the uh, ring. Okay. So were you, on, like were you at like sides. the nosebleeds? No, I was field level. Oh, you're field level. Okay. Yeah. I just don't. I, uh, WWE is something else. Oh, you saw Dude, I just want to go one day and get absolutely hammered in the crowd. <laughs> the WWE. I event? think it would be a grand old time. My dad <laughs> told me they're having some kind of wrestling thing at the Elks Lodge in Pompton Lakes. Oh, we got to go. Yes. <laughs> we got to go. Yes. He told me it'll, it'll be like that 70s show. It. It'll be like that 70s show when they That's have exactly the rock be. beat up all the bits. Tom would love it. Tom would love it. Yeah, Tom would I'd enjoy love it. that. We could bring signs. We should get, get really into, into it. it. Get hammered. Drink an entire <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels before we get there. What's uh what's next on this list? Doubting entire bottle. I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. What's next on this list? <laughs> uh so now we're moving to hockey. Mm. News. Tony wanted he requested to finish with hockey. Yes. Let's start with the news. John Tortorella is the newest head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, the 23rd head coach in Flyers history. Oh, let me tell you, Philly, you never, never fail. Never fail, man. This is great. This is great. After hiring Mike Yao last year in an interim basis, yeah, who was in his own right awful, you go out and you get Tortorella. Oh, a man who has faced his fair share of backlash even in the last year being away from the league. 
talking mad smack about Trevor Zegers on ESPN. Now he is in the Metropolitan Division with Jack Hughes, which I'm actually kind of worried about. I could see him taking runs at Jack Hughes. Him and his fancy kid-like style. But, ah. Four years, $4 million per year. Philly on the cusp of a rebuild, although reports today say they're going to be very, very involved in free agency. This is just how – this is textbook how to sink a franchise. It's going to be – It wasn't sunk already. They should launch themselves into full rebuild, but hiring John Tortorella is not the coach. They're heading heading towards the iceberg. Yeah. I think they hit the iceberg all right. I mean, once they had to trade Giroux, it felt like, okay, this is this is where it starts to turn, and you guys go toward rebuild, so start trading off your valuable pieces. I mean, this is after you go out and you get Ryan Ellis and you give him a dumb contract. You've got Cam Atkinson. Rasmus Ristolainen. Risto. Oh, the contract they gave Risto was just And great. they trade the 13th overall pick for Risto. And then gave him five by five? Five by six, I thought. Five by six better just and i heard there was you heard this too eric there was turmoil in the front office because chuck fletcher wanted barry trotz and bobby clark wanted tortorella and of course you know at the end of the day flyers ownership if they need to pick a side they're gonna pick bobby clark's side because of everything he's done for the organization so tortorella is there on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum Risto was there there for five years at five. Yeah. Ryan Ryan Ellis is there for five at 6.25. That's also bad. (laughs) At the opposite end of the spectrum, the Golden Knights signed Bruce Cassidy, who's probably 1B when it comes to options on the market. They gave him five by five. Flyers give Tortorella four by four, by the way. Oh, going back to the Flyers, you see who the runners up were? Uh, Jack Capuano and Peter DeBoer. Capuano was an interesting one. I like Jack Capuano, too. Apparently, that's what the outside firm was telling him. But Bruce Cassidy was unemployed for, what, nine days? Well, something like that. Right back. Right back. With Vegas, a team that's ready to go, has a coach now that has won before, has won recently. He had a, a crazy winning record in Boston for them to let him go. So he's yeah. going to slot in there nicely. The players did not like him. No, apparently. That was the rumor. Apparently. There's and videos what... of Tortorella coming around the facility and walking around. Speaking of uh, the Golden Knights, we have a trade also. Uh, they acquired the long-term IR space of Shea Weber and gave up Evgeny Dadanov in the process. For reals uh, this time. So... What a move for Montreal. You get Weber off the books and get a winger in return. What a move. I don't know what Vegas's problem was with Dadunov. Because even after they traded him, came back, he was good. He was good for the Golden Knights. There is rumors that this could mean that Montreal's in on Chris Letang. I think they were in regardless because they would have buried his contract anyway. Weber, I mean. In the long-term IR. The void, if you would. 
But Latang going home, I don't think that's like the most outlandish thing. As we found out yesterday, he's from Quebec. Montreal, specifically. Yeah. And then lastly, we have game two of the Stanley Cup Finals tomorrow night between Tampa Bay and Colorado. Game one was a whirlwind. Avalanche with a perfect start. Game two should be nice. It should be. They took the day off because they didn't want to overlap with the NBA Finals at some point. I don't know why they just didn't play it tonight. There was no chance the NBA Finals would have been tonight. No, it's game three would have been the thing because it would have been Sunday if you went by the one-day basis. They should have incorporated the extra day into the weekend to make it a travel day when they go back to Tampa, but that would have made too much sense. But game one was a whirlwind. Avalanche start, perfect. Absolutely perfect. They jump out, 3-1. I turned off the game for two minutes. I came back, it was 3-3 because Tampa scored two goals in 48 seconds. And then it ends with who? Who? Andre Burakovsky scored the goal in overtime? Yes. Take game one, four, three. Great. These two teams are great. They're great. This is a fun. This isn't, this isn't Montreal, Tampa. This isn't Dallas, Tampa. These are two teams that are high flying and they're great. Perhaps the best two teams we've had in the Stanley Cup final in a while, probably since Washington, uh, Vegas. Those two teams were great. Who do you think is going to win? I still think Tampa. Yeah, I, I think Andre Vasilevsky had an off night. Uh, he locked in after the first period, and then it was an unstoppable puck in overtime, the one-timer. So I still think Vasilevsky is the difference. And Kemper was shaky, uh, allowing three goals. I think it was an under 18 shots at the time uh, before the defense really started to lock down on Tampa Bay. I still think it, all Tampa has to do is win one in Colorado to swing home ice advantage. Didn't have to be game one. But I think that's it. Isn't that it? Are we done? Yep. Yeah. Uh, D- Davidson's coach retired. You see that after 33 years? He was a coach at Davidson for 33 years. Bob McKillop, yeah. He coached Steph Curry. Yeah. Elite eight. His son's taking over. His son is taking over? Yeah. That is nepotism at its finest. Bob McKillop finished with a record of 634 wins and 380 losses. Good record. Good record for Davidson. See what his son can do. Probably not that. (laughs) But that's right. (laughs) But that's going to wrap this episode. Uh, Every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week. Tuesday, and by then, hopefully, the Mets lead in the NL East will be shrunk a little more. Uh, Zach probably starts to sweat in his seat. I'm not sweating. You will be when they lose that lead. Yeah, okay. Um, we will see you on Tuesday for episode Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.